0: In today's episode, we talk through Grey Matter Solutions' next five-year strategy. So, what we thought we might do today is because we're near nearing towards the end of the development of that strategy, we thought we'd let you, as the listener, sit in on our discussion between ourselves about our strategy moving forward and if we're happy with our strategy, what it looks like, etc. So, we hope you enjoy the chat. Let's get into it. So. We've been working for the last couple of months on our strategy here at Grey Matter Solutions. And we've nearly come to the end of the formulation of our five year strategy because now we're into our sixth year of Grey Matter.
1: Yes, yes, we are. And we have got towards the end of the first five-year plan Mm. that I had uh, way back when that I formulated in the first year of operation when I was testing the marketplace. Mm. So yeah, we're in the second iteration of a five-year plan.
0: And we have a five-year plan, which we work back from that has different stages. So there's a three-year target, I suppose, a one-year plan and then six months, 90 days. It all is drawn back from this five-year direction, and then we have the smaller, more bite-sized pieces of actually how we're going to get there.
1: The problem is with planning too far out is you end up being particularly less accurate in in what your projections are. Five years ago, who who would have thought we'd have a global pandemic? So you know, true. The same thing could be said about uh, a GFC um mm. in uh, previous times, you don't plan for those sorts of things they happen so so the adaptability of your plan is important. Mm. so you start with a five year it can be your big, hairy, audacious goal for the five years where you want where you if everything went perfectly mm. it's where you could end up, and that's really important. Mm. Then you come back to three year, which is something that you can actually spend a bit more. Planning on uh, because it gets a bit more action oriented over three financial years. You can uh, do some reasonable sorts of projections. Uh, Then back to 12 months, what are you going to do in the next year to reach your three year and obviously reach your five year? Mm. And then it becomes important as to what you're going to do in the next quarter, which drives what you have to do in the next month, which drives, funnily enough, (laughs) what you have to do tomorrow.
0: Exactly. And I mean, we we do quarterly actions. Like, what are we, what's our drive for this next 90 day sprint? Um, But we've, we know businesses that do seven day sprints. It's what am I going to do this week? And what are the action items that need to be ticked off this week? And I mean, we all have to do lists and those sorts of things, but these, this particular company focus on seven day cycles, which is interesting. Um, I guess to start off with, like we always do, we, we have to reflect, I feel. Yes. So, the first five-year plan for grey matter when you were sitting there in the first year going, well, gee, what does what does it look like in five years' time? Have you hit that, do you think?
1: In some areas I've exceeded it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in some areas I haven't come close to it. So my overall scorecard for that period of time is probably a 7 out of 10. Mm. So whether that's an indication of exceptional work by us or whether it's an indication of a very conservative plan, um, Time will tell because we do tend to be uh, conservative with our planning because we obviously want to reach targets. We uh, we get that dopamine hit when we're successful. So uh, it feels good, simple mm. as that. Mm. So when I started, when I did the first plan, it was all around one division of this business. It was all around GMS business uh, or grey matter business and that was the board development, leadership development, team development, strategic planning, funnily enough, operational planning, all those bits of the business, those practical bits of the business that help a business succeed. And a lot of the listeners will be familiar with the fact that a couple of years ago, we added recruitment to um, uh, a recruitment division to our business. And in fact, some people will only know us as a recruitment company rather than uh, the, the other pieces that we've got to the puzzle. And that was uh, the the uh, I guess the process for doing that was um, the importance of uh, getting the right people doing the right things in the right chairs, and the other thing about we tend to uh, employ on skill and sack on behaviour those sorts of pieces that need mm. need to change for a business to be successful. So so what I'm saying is is in the business section there's a whole lot of processes that we adapt obviously to your business but there's some solid processes for success and continued success and then the second division of our business was about the people because I believe there's three elements to good business and it's become more apparent now with the pandemic that there are the three core areas uh, that we need to plan strategically for the future. Mm. Mm. And We'll get to
0: those three because they become important about our next five years. But, yeah, I certainly, to round out that initial reflection piece, yeah, I think a 7 out of 10 is a fair estimate. We had some things in there that we went up a certain path and had to make a U-turn and take the other path, and there's some things we've tried that haven't stuck and those sorts of things. Like I assume a lot of businesses have the same problems throughout their life cycle. But I think where we've got to today and now moving forward into the next five years is, and you're right, it's become very apparent since the pandemic has kicked off, but these three core areas of our own strategy in our own business and that we also preach out when we're doing uh, strategy workshops with our clients, which I'll let you explain those three, but what's funny about these three core areas is they're actually reflective in our three core offering Divisions. Yes. Um, so I'll let you sort of kick us off with our next five-year plan by, I guess, giving us this initial overview piece of where we sit as a business and the three parts to our strategy.
1: I think it's important to start with where strategy comes from. Now, when we did the recruitment division of the the business before it was launched, uh, there was probably eighteen months, two years worth of data analytics. Conversations and planning, and before we had an offer. Mm. Um, so networking, networking, yeah, absolutely, and and just to see see market testing mm. to see if their their market would like it. So strategy is not something that you go and sit in a room uh, once a year and you know swan off to uh, somewhere if you can offsite, um, yeah, offsite, have an
0: offsite yeah. Uh, and <laughs> so so you
1: have that freedom of thinking. It's not something that um, that is all encompassing in that event. Mm. That's the culmination of many, many, many months of kicking stuff around, uh, and as I say, looking at analytics, looking at data, looking at uh, what the market's doing, trends, and in our case, because it's really important to everything that we do, we put the human in. It's the how receptive the market is to an increased level of humanising something that has uh, in a lot of cases become transactional. Recruitment's a classic. You can go down the transactional path mm. and get a person to fill a seat and then have the joys of of trying to get them to do the job well and you know, ultimately probably exit them from the organisation because you're too tolerant and all those bits and pieces. Mm. But if the marketplace hadn't have said to us, you know what, There's there's merit in putting the human back into this, uh, then it wasn't a good strategy to roll out. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't worth considering. So, so with our, we talk about the last couple of months, we've been doing our strategic planning. And we've had, uh, uh, we've involved our brains trust Mm. uh, in our strategic planning. and, And they've very generously given up time to us in a room with a whiteboard with us saying this is what we think and them saying you've got to be dreaming. Yeah, literally.
0: Um, and I mean that's it's a case of getting that outside external opinion on things is important because you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. And you might be missing something in your thinking.
1: Exactly right. And and the 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 third piece to Gray Matter this year has been twelve months in the making. Yes, it has. So the takeaway I guess there is it takes time to do a strategic plan. Uh, but there comes a point in time when you have to make the decision that that's what you're going to run with for now and then be ready to change it, review it. We've got a, a process of quarterly reviewing our uh, strategic plan and we have a set process for that. As, um, so we're not, the quarterly review doesn't change the company's overall direction. The five-year plan because mm. it, it's a, an audacious goal, yeah. right? But it changes. It's it's like sailing. It's changing tack to pick up the right winds mm. um, so that your business goes faster towards the finish line that you've you've previously set. So so we we adjust regularly. We question all the time. Um, We're also open to opportunity all the time too, at, and that's because we question all the time. Mm. it's not a set and forget thing for us. It's were our assumptions right, three months hence, Hmm. uh, the assumptions we make today about a a strategic direction, are they still current?
0: Exactly right. And, I mean, a perfect example of the sort of remaining open to opportunity piece is obviously the pandemic hit and as part of our recruitment division, we suddenly saw that there's an opportunity there or could be an opportunity with the unfortunate rise of unemployment, that generally there's going to be a big shift in the market. There's going to be a lot of movement. So there might be an opportunity there to help some people out with their job-seeking activities. So we decided to launch a resume writing service. We did that probably two or three months ago uh, in the sort of height of the pandemic. Yeah. And was that necessarily in the plan? Nope. No, it wasn't necessarily in the plan, but it's something that we saw, hey, we're already doing this. We've got the skill to do this. We've been doing this for two years with working with our candidates and that sort of thing in assisting them with their resumes. Let's formalize that process, go to market with that quickly and double-edged sword, capture the opportunity. But as well, it's another, another way we can help people because that's at the core of what we do as well, is people, mm. obviously. Putting the human in is our, our tagline. Um, so we saw that as a real opportunity given that the need for external recruitment we knew was going to slow with yes. this pandemic straight away. So we thought, well, as an addition in that division, well, let's, this makes perfect sense.
1: Well, to draw another example, um, do you think any of the distilleries had in their five-year plan that they were going to produce hand sanitizer. Yeah, how good's that? That's I reckon that's that's brilliant. So it's important to play the long game for the long gain. In in this, you've got to take some risks hmm. with strategic planning because you you can't always be right. It's impossible because you you actually don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And one of the biggest, I guess. Um, I was going to say failings, but the more interesting facts about the brain is that we pride ourselves in the way that we can forward think and forward plan and so on, but we base it all in history. So it's based around our experiences and, and mm-hmm. what's happened beforehand because that's really all we've got. Exactly. You know, we, we don't know what tomorrow's go- going to bring. We can predict, but we don't know. Absolutely, and what was evident to me four or five years ago, to be honest, uh, was that there were three pillars of business that would be at some stage very important in the future. And we've actually got uh, people like McKinsey and and Harvard Business Review talking about it currently, mm. um, uh, about the, the stuff that we set ourselves up for a year ago. So it's, it's really interesting that um, globally people are starting to have this discussion particularly about the uh what looks like our latest offering in the marketplace the three pillars Mm. for me we've got to have our business strategy right so so that is our true business strategic planning the second pillar is is purely around people and people strategy recruitment Mm -hmm. uh right people right seats are willing to do the job.
0: And piece of that's workforce plan and that sort of thing. Uh,
1: well, yes, it is. Uh, mm-hmm. Succession planning, workforce planning, future skill planning is, is very important. And this is what we do with recruitment, of course. We look at the role that became vacant yesterday and we then develop the skills that that role will need in a year's time mm. and apply that. We don't want a yesterday person. We want a tomorrow person. Because our business will have moved on in that period of time. So the people piece is very important. The third pillar is to do with digital IT strategy. Now, that might seem a little vague. Uh, A lot of us as businesses have an IT department.
0: Yes, and and it will mean different things to different businesses depending on your size and the structure and those sorts of things.
1: It will. And a lot of businesses are still ITs, that thing that really annoys us. <laughs> um particularly when it doesn't work yeah uh and it's our big risk area because the cyber security cyber yeah. type stuff the importance that we're seeing is the it's important to have a strategy around how you're going to utilize no matter how big or small you are how you're going to utilize technology to improve your business now improving your business might simply mean that you Get rid of some of the manual tasks that are, uh, are taking you personally, as a small business owner, time to allow you more time to spend with your clients. Or in a big business, it may mean that you automate a certain process, certain activity that normally you'd have a person doing that frees that person up to utilize their brains better to improve the business. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all all have things that we do that consume time. I'm not talking about downsizing the organisation, right? We we're not talking about the the whole robotics stream and and so on. We're talking about maximising efficiency within your business. So you need a strategy around that because we want to optimise business results. We like so many others. Our our digital division it can. Uh, build apps it can do websites it can uh, write software we've got all the experts that we need to do security to do platform development and functionality improvement and so on lots of people out there doing that but we preface it all with talking what do you need to do rather than what does someone want to sell you So we look mm. at that strategy piece, and we uh, back in the early part of last decade when I, when I was doing uh, amalgamations as a case in point, mm. when mergers and acquisitions and so on happen, yeah, you see uh, business strategy done, and you see a rise in human resource strategy and a rise in IT strategy because those two functions are the only way that a business can actually do its transition to its or morphing into its new uh, new piece. However, I don't think we actually ever did that particularly well, particularly the IT space, because we didn't understand it well enough. Mm. So our part of putting the human back into grey matter digital is about being that interface for businesses between the technocrats and the people that understand business and business strategy and having those conversations so that you you can understand, better understand what you're getting and what you, uh, what you're doing.
0: So for us, linking this back to grey matter, how so we recognise this need and we've we've added all of these extra pieces uh, around IT and digital. But how have we done
1: that? It's funny, isn't it? The um, I've spoken to you a bit over the last six months about me learning a new language, and literally the new language has been digital and being able to um, talk in that space. With very little background in it, I'm better known for crashing IT <laughs> than I am for um, for doing a good job with it. So when we decided that it was an important function of business, we we set about looking for the right partnerships, the mm. right people to be involved in that. So so we put our recruitment hat on to an extent a- and said, all right, we want these behaviours. Around this type of business, uh, we want those people mm, because they people that align with us absolutely. Because they they then will represent us well, but they they will also have that fundamental need uh, for uh, success in humans mm. and and helping people succeed. So we set about finding those people, and it just. So happened that I was uh, coaching a gentleman with no thought around business partnerships or anything like that. We got to know each other really well and liked what each other did mm. and what each other stood for.
0: How we operated.
1: And the rest is history because we've now uh, an exceptionally talented man with a very good network of people and and the premise, I guess, of of the way he operates is to see success it's not about delivering a product it's about delivering a result uh, for businesses which is aligned with what uh, what we want so so the last twelve months has been pretty intense in working that up to what that might look like uh, what we can do versus what we will do and uh you know the whole suite of offerings and uh, making sure that everything that we did was aligned uh, and, and didn't Firstly, it made sense to the people around us, to our our clients and stakeholders, but also that it made sense to you and I that uh, this was something because we don't know anything about it. Mm. Huge level of trust in here about the delivery uh, of it. We have to be more confident than when we're delivering. Mm. So we had to go through all that before we could release anything to the Big wide world,
0: and that's also a a never-ending learning process for us as well. Like we have that fundamental um, understanding and knowledge, of course, which is required. But yeah, it's a it's a constant learning process.
1: The other thing we we just focused there on the digital piece and 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 how important it is now uh, that we get this right and not waste money in in the the digital space. But it's also the ability to have a foot in each camp. Right, So you can have a digital strategy, as you said earlier, you can have a digital strategy, but it doesn't stand alone. Mm. Uh, you can have the best digital strategy in the world, but if you don't have the right people to deliver it, nothing will happen. Mm. And if, if your business doesn't need that strategy, so your strategic plan from your business isn't represented there, then what's the point? Mm. So that's the other thing. When each of our divisions, when people tend to go down the rabbit hole, if you like, of that division, we have that overarching connection between the the three facets because it, it's, let's get back to fundamentals. My belief is those three things, not the three individual things, those three things together are what will make businesses successful into the future.
0: Like I said at the start, that that's going to mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people, but that is of any business of any size, we believe, but those fundamental The fundamental, the
1: core pillars are the important bits and that is actually um, probably why our business delivers in those areas yeah. is because we've built our business around those core areas mm. and we know it works. Mm. We know it's successful. Mm. Yeah. Very that's true. why we're still here because we've built our business around those pillars. Mm.
0: All right. I think we might end it there then, I guess. So, what, world domination in five years or was that, that the goal? <laughs>
1: um, probably not, <laughs> um, but we'll, uh, we'll make a difference. Absolutely, and no
0: doubt we'll be documenting the journey along the way, I suppose.
1: Yes, well, we, we're about to re- release to our brains trust the final version of our uh, strategic planning and our marketing plans and sales plans and things like that. So we're about to have that moment of truth for us. Uh, And then then come December, we'll re-look at it and see what the world's doing at that time. Remembering that decisions need to be based in fact. So they need to be based on analytics, based on data and based on trends that you're actually seeing, not that you're guessing. Cool. Well, hopefully
0: this episode sort of helped you, I guess, in your the formulation of your own strategic plans and maybe got you thinking about how you might be able to go about structuring those, making sure that you haven't forgotten those elements that we, we mentioned that we believe are so core to the planning of any business. Thank you very much for jumping on today. Pleasure. And we'll see you next time in the Gray Matter Podcast.